Praise the Lord. Good evening, everyone. Great to be on with you all tonight. Wow, what a blessed day it's been. <laughs> <laughs> it has. Good evening, everybody. Well, praise God. Well, do comment below. Let us know exactly where you're tuning in from. Let us know the city and town. Some of you only mentioned the country, but do mention the town or city just because sometimes we've either been to that city mm. or this happens a lot of the time where we've in that same day we've been talking about a specific city praying into visiting a specific city so it's always nice when you know you can see confirmations and people mentioning that oh yeah like that's the city and then it just definitely you know yeah and it's just so nice to know that we're reaching people around the world. Yeah, so it's true. so nice, absolutely, when you say your country, but then exactly the specific state, you know, county, country, town, village you're from. Uh, it's always amazing because this goes out far and wide. You know, we have so many nations that tune in each week. Yeah. We have people tuning in from India, the Arab Emirates. We had someone from yeah. Saudi Arabia last week. Wow. Canada, America. And then America is so huge. Africa. You know, today I'm tuning in from Africa or America. It's like, whereabouts in Africa? Whereabouts in America? So, yeah, yeah. we're so blessed and it's a privilege. Absolutely. One thing I love about God is there is no limits. You know, people try to put God in a box. Mm. You can't put God in a box. Yeah. If you've tried to put God in a box, you might as well grab that box and rip it up into a million pieces. Like, you can't put God in a box. He's not one-dimensional. He's omnipresent. He's omnipotent. And even now, whilst we're on air, I say that to say this, that there are no limits to God. Like, you might be in another country right now. You might be tuned in from across the globe. You might be on one of those little islands like Papua New Guinea or Barbados or where, wherever. Fiji. Fiji, wherever you may be. But there are no limits to God. There is no distance in the realm of the Spirit. And one thing about Walking Like Jesus Ministries, yes, it has an evangelism anointing. Yes, it has an anointing of the fire of the Holy Spirit. Yes, it has an anointing for the power of God. But one thing it has an anointing for, and I'm really grateful for this, media. Mm, yeah, the, and that's the beauty of this day and age is literally that absolutely. you can we can reach people from you know a studio True. and reach people around the world that in this day and age you are able to reach more people than you ever have wow. in the history this is it of humankind like it's pretty amazing that in these last days we're living in this day and age where we've got media and as christians we have to be utilizing the media social media yeah. you know so many people they shy away from it because yeah. you know they they say it's all part of you know the antichrist and the end world system which yeah there's bad to it you know but yeah. at the same time let's use it for good this is it because the way satan uses media i mean have you seen the rates of suicide the statistics mm. have you seen the statistics of depression mm. have you seen the statistics of mental health a lot of that is down to media mm. social media and people looking for affirmation from media yeah. so if satan is reaping havoc through social media how much more us need to utilize yeah. social media for the sake of the gospel and for the sake of soul winning 
It's so true. I feel like it's such confirmation because today um, I was... I just was on Instagram, you know, when you kind of just flick through and one of my friends was preaching and uh, my daughter Zara, she knows that um, it it was one of my friends. And um, she was like, she goes, mom, she goes, is Instagram for Christians? And I was like, you know what, baby? I said it. I said, it's not just for Christians. I said, but it's very important that we as Christians use Instagram. Oh, absolutely. To get the gospel out there. So I think yeah. that it poses a really good question. I believe that it's so timely, even like what you're saying and the fact that I even had that conversation today is that we shouldn't shy away from it. Even yeah. a lot of ministries, they they have you you have to get with the times. And I really yeah. believe even with the pandemic, it really showed that so many ministries actually weren't media savvy. They yeah. weren't getting with the times. Like, you know, is it if a church doesn't live stream now, it's almost like that like it, it it's the norm now, but it wasn't right. prior to twenty twenty. And if a church doesn't do a live stream now, it's just kind of like, oh, okay. What are you doing? Yeah, exactly. So, and this is where exactly it's we have to utilize the 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 mini, uh, the media in ministry and use it in this day and age because so many yeah. people are missing out, and so we shouldn't shy away from it. No, we shouldn't. We have to utilize. Yeah, that. no, we shouldn't. And I think the reason why we shouldn't is because the gospel is to be preached, right? And souls need to be saved. And if the... You're right there, love. <laughs> Can you help me? Yeah, Sorry. definitely. Sorry, we've got a little bit of a situation here live on <laughs> my, air. Sorry. My massive bottle. Just, get, just give us a little moment. Is this super glued or what? <laughs> no, it's all right. We got it. We got it. We oh, got that would have been awkward, wouldn't it? It's like, this thing's opening. Like, oh, thanks. You know, that's so painful. The first, <laughs> the first sip of the drink is so... I saw it in there. I was just, I was christening it. <laughs> You're blessing it. Thank yeah, you. No, Did you enjoy just, the fizz? I was just checking if it was all good. It's the first fruits, my love. You got to sow in the first fruits. <laughs> oh my! But yeah, so I mean, for me, it's about saving souls. Yeah. So our social media platforms, really, the primary focus for us is souls. We're not on it to socialize. We're not on it to to catch up with whoever and to keep up with what so and so are doing we don't actually use it for that I'll be honest, do you see what i'm saying like, i i do like right don't get me wrong like i do like social media in the aspect of i get to see what my friends around the world are up to like you know if it wasn't for social media i probably wouldn't know half my friends are up to um so it's a blessing but i really i can't stand social media at the same yeah, time yeah exactly and i think one thing about social media that can get toxic you know people only show the good stuff yeah there are so many battles going on i mean you know look at the christmas pictures that people take man sometimes like you know they don't show the burnt turkey they don't show the burnt turkey they don't show the smoke alarm going off they don't show the free kids crying about but everyone in that split second oh, yeah. and ev is in a shows, smiley photo yeah, with the nice those... suit uh night suits on and, and all of that yeah they show the perfect picture yeah but they don't show like five seconds before the meltdown yeah. and even for me like i don't like you know i'm like i'm cooking and stuff and it's like oh we've got to take a photo it's like you just do it for that moment but i'll be honest i'm really glad we do take photos Though, yeah. because you look back and then it's going to be like you know your kids are like oh you never took photos I mean I kind of miss photo albums you know mm. back in the day growing up like albums like it's so true because like, we just take photos on our phones and then it's like and imagine the phone gets wiped out thank god for iCloud yeah but then they say iCloud then imagine internet shuts down 
Yeah. To have You're going a f- deep, man. Yeah. You're going uh, deep. You're going uh, too deep. I know it's just a Wednesday night. I probably shouldn't go too <laughs> deep like that. But the point we are trying to make With is media. the media is powerful and we use media to reach people with the gospel, with the word of God. Because for me, if everyone is hiding in this bubble mm. called social media, I want to get into that bubble with the gospel and with the word of God. And we want to save as many souls as possible. So even tonight, let's believe God that as the word goes forth, regardless of where you are tuning in from, regardless of your country, regardless of your city, we believe that there is no distance in the realm of the spirit. There is no time in the realm of the spirit. So wherever you are hearing the word of God today, we believe God can touch you. And because we're faith people, we believe God will touch you. Just open up your heart and get ready to believe, receive, and let's see God move in in your life and then through your life. Come on, if you agree with me, say amen. Hallelujah. Do comment below. Keep writing your comments in for those that are just joining us now. Let us know where you're tuning in from. We greet every one of you that are tuned in from around the world. Those tuned in from Africa, we greet you. Those tuned in from the USA, we greet you. Those tuned in from South America, we greet you. Those tuned in from Asia, we greet you. Those tuned in from across Europe, we greet you. And all those that are in the UK, we say God bless you. Welcome to the broadcast tonight. Comment below. Let us know what's been happening. Let us know if you've got a prayer request. Let us know where you're tuning in from. And today we want to really get into the word of God. And God's word carries power. You know, God's word carries power. You know, I think sometimes people underestimate the power of the word of God. Mm. Sometimes people underestimate it because they want the man of God to lay hands on them, but they underestimate the word that has gone forth. Mm. You know, sometimes when we're in services and we're ministering the word, I can sense in the spirit people are being healed while the word is going forth. Mm. And sometimes we have this mindset in Christendom of, oh, I need the man of God to lay his hand on me. Oh, only at the end of the service I can receive healing. Oh, only at the end of the... No, a lot of the time, even when they are praying for you or we are praying for you at the end, the healing has already taken place because of the word. And we're just putting our hand on you like the cherry on top saying amen. And you're recognizing it's happened. But when the word of God goes forth, the word is nourishment to our soul so he sent forth his word and he healed them and often what happens is people like what you said they're so looking at the um oh the end of the service Mm. i'm gonna get him to pray for me they're missing the word that's going forth and they're not receiving the word and then in essence even when we do pray for people or whoever we're actually coming into agreement with them so there's there's an element of we can pray for the working of miracles, you know, and pray with our faith to believe for someone to get healed. Mm. But then there has to be, most importantly, us coming into agreement that, hey, you are believing God for healing. We're gonna come into agreement with you. So with your faith, combine your faith with our faith. As I lay hands on you, I want you to believe and, you know, stand on the word of God. This is why I'm really adamant about this, that if you're believing God for healing, what word are you standing on? What scripture have you got that by his stripes I'm healed, that he sent forth his word and healed them, you know, that there were none 
um, sick or feeble among them, you know, and none miscarried, you know, what are those words that you're standing on that as we pray for you, you're coming into agreement yeah, for? Yeah, absolutely. And Jesus, he did both. Mm -hmm. You know, he laid hands on the leper. You know, the leper was like, if you are willing... Yeah, and, and he's always willing. And he's always willing. Amen. Jesus said, yes, I am willing. And then Jesus laid his hand on him. Mm. He didn't have to do that. Mm. Remember, leprosy wasn't like the flu. It was contagious. Absolutely. Mm. It was flesh eating. Yeah. Leprosy wasn't invisible. It was... It stunk. Yeah, you it was it. proper. And the thing is, Jesus laid his hand. Mm. He was saying, not only am I willing, but with his actions, he was saying, I'm compassionate towards mm. you. It's because yeah. of my compassion. Right. So we saw Jesus lay hands, but then at times we saw Jesus speak the word only. Just like you said, I'm looking here in the book of Matthew, chapter 8, verse 5 to 13, when we see the centurion, he is wanting his son to oh, yeah. be healed. Yeah. And he's basically saying, Brilliant. you know, Matthew Jesus, oh, yeah, yeah in verse five. 7 says, I will yeah. go and heal him. Verse 8, the centurion replies and says, Lord, I'm not worthy for you to come under my roof. Speak the word only wow. and my servant will be healed. For I myself am a man under authority with soldiers under me. I tell this one, go over there, and he goes. I tell this one, come over here, and he comes. I say to this one, do this, and he does it. Then when Jesus heard it, he was astonished yeah. and said to those following him, I tell you the truth, I've not found anyone in Israel with such great faith. The centurion said, just speak the word. You don't need to come. You don't need to lay hands. Just speak the word. So we see Jesus Christ doing both laying hands on the leper, but then he's also speaking the word only. And that man. That is so powerful yeah. that he had such faith in the word of Jesus. Jesus is the word. And he said, if you will just speak. He's like, you don't need to come. Just just speak it. Absolutely. And he had faith to believe that if Jesus would just speak the word, that it would be done. And you know what's even so much more powerful as well is that he was a Gentile. Wow. He wasn't even a Jew who had the entitlement. Wow. And this just proves of what you were saying where when we say Jesus is willing, is that Jesus is willing regardless of what state you're at. Because so many people think, oh, you know, uh, if I've been walking with the Lord enough or if I if I sin, then God's not going to heal my prayers. Like there's nothing you can do. God's power will touch you even if you Very messed good. up last night. That's the beauty of the grace of That's God. Grace. It's grace. Where would we be without grace? Oh, come on now. Thank God for grace. Thank God for grace. Hallelujah. I'm not going to forget what saved me. I'm not going to forget what changed me. I'm not going to forget those early days where Christ was my first love because I want him to be my first love now. I want him to be my first love for the rest of my life. I just want to add this final verse. And then Jesus, in verse 13, Jesus said to the centurion, go, it will be done as you believed it would. And his servant was healed at that very hour. Wow. Powerful. Wow. Powerful. So that. even now, as we're getting into the words of God, just know this, that as the word is going forth, 
power is going forth. As the word is going forth, healing is going forth. As the word is going forth, faith is going forth. As the word is going forth, I believe miracles are going forth. Come on, if you agree with me, say amen. There's another beautiful scripture that just came into my spirit while we we're praying, while I was just declaring that. And it's Mark 16, verse 20. It says, God worked with them, confirming the word preached with signs and wonders following. Mm. So God confirms the word preached with signs and wonders. He doesn't confirm the good idea. He doesn't confirm the opinion of man. He doesn't come and back up your suggestion. He doesn't come and back up. Anything else but the word of God. God confirms the proclamation of the word with signs and wonders following. Hallelujah. And it's so powerful, you know, like keep I feel like it's such a message, even just for so many like ministers, preachers, evangelists, like keep it simple. Yeah. Preach Jesus. When the Son of Man is lifted up, he will draw all men unto it's himself. Good. Like you just gotta preach the word. And when you preach the word, signs and wonders will follow. Yeah, that's In the it. same way, when we pray his word, signs and wonders will follow. When you pray according to his word, you will receive that which you believe. So it's so important. It comes back to the first point you made is that we have to have the word. We have to know mm. the word. The word has to be the foundation. Absolutely. The word has to really be such a foundation mm. because there are many Christians, their journey, their Christian journey isn't based on the word. Mm. For some, it's based on an emotions. experience. Yeah. For some, it's based on emotions. If I tell you a happy story now, you feel happy. If I tell you a sad story now, you feel sad. You know, if your Christian journey is based upon your emotions, then get ready for a roller coaster because your emotions are up and down. But when it comes to the word of God, this word is unshakable. This word is incorruptible. This word is infallible. Make the word of God the foundation of your whole life. Amen. Make the word of God the foundation of your decision making. Amen. Make the word of God the foundation of your churches. Make the word of God wow, the foundation of every area of your life. Come on. And yeah. we have to fall in love with the word. Wow. Because so many people Ooh. struggle to even, you know, read the word, to be in the word. And something that helped me is, you know, when I come to open the word is I ask the Lord you know, when I come before him and I open it, I say, you know, Lord, I'm coming before you with a teachable spirit. Teach Good. me and I want to learn. And, you know, what I believe one of the biggest reasons why people tr struggle with reading the word is because they're not reading it under grace. Ooh. They're not looking at Jesus. the word through the new cut, the eyes, okay. the lens of the new covenant. Ooh. So they, when, because when you read the Old Testament, you should be able to see Jesus. Because wow. the Old Testament is Jesus cool. Christ concealed mm. and the New Testament is Jesus Christ revealed. Wow, you're preaching now. Say that. <laughs> mm, say so it. when you understand the finished works of the cross and who Jesus is and what he was, he was the son of God, the Messiah, the lamb, that he was the gift to the world for salvation. When you read the Old Testament, it's like, that points to G it's, it's types and shadows. It's like, that's speaking of Jesus. So 
when you actually begin to see Jesus through the word, you will begin to fall in love with the Jesus. word. So if you're under grace, you will actually enjoy reading the word and enjoy devotional time. I feel the Holy Spirit I feel, I feel the right presence now. But sometimes this is why, like sometimes we, we were saying last week that, you know, I, I, we're a bit of night owls. Like I, I love spending time with the Lord in the morning, but mm. the nighttime is when I'm really like, that's my, yeah. I, my, I really love my devotional time at nighttime. I think because it's just so nice and quiet with, Oh, kids around but anyways hmm. but that's sometimes why we get hit with the power of god in the middle of the night because we'll read <laughs> something that it's just so like full of you know jesus christ revealed and then it's like oh you, you know when you are under grace yeah. you literally see jesus everywhere in the bible you do. <laughs> even in the old testament no, it's true, you though. see his love you see his grace you know one thing i don't understand though sometimes mm. why is it that people can scroll and scroll and scroll hours on social media but then can't sit in the word two minutes without yawning you see that's a really good question you know what that is it's because scrolling on your phone is satisfying your soul Ooh. but reading the word is feeding your spirit Jesus. and it's so much easier to satisfy the lusts <laughs> of the flesh than it is to want to feed the spirit and remember you have to starve the flesh and feed the spirit mm. so it's like tithes in giving no one, no one has ever felt tempted to sow in a seed or give an offering. It's so they always feel a, a resistance in the same way. <laughs> no good. one's ever felt tempted of, oh, let me go read my, like often there's, there's challenges and you know, it's like, yeah. oh, let me, it's five minutes on my phone because you're feeding the lusts of the flesh. I find it interesting, isn't it? That should really pose a question, even to the viewers watching right now. Be challenged. I mean, if you're scrolling for hours on social media, but then you pick up your Bible and you can't read it for five minutes, there's a problem there. That's true. If you're happy to spend your money on Netflix, on the gym that you hardly go to, and you want to splash your cash on takeaways and clothes and all of that excessive materialistic stuff, but then when it comes to soul winning, you don't even want to give, you then start getting all funny and manifesting stinginess, then something is wrong. When... God is number one in your life. When you prioritize the kingdom of God, when soul winning is really the heartbeat of all you do and who you are, let me tell you right now, time goes out of the window. Even what you're spending, it goes out of the window because you just want to see soul saved. You want to invest time in the word of God. You want to see the kingdom expanded on the earth. Mm. I mean, everything materialistic goes out of the window. Why? Because because ultimately we're spirit beings. And it, it shows an imbalance mm. because it says where your treasure is, that's where your heart's at. So if we're, you know, happy to, like you said, you know, Nando's, Netflix, you know, f f doing all the things of the flesh, you know, being on the phones, but then we're not reading the word. We hardly go to church. You know, we're not tithers. We're not givers. It, it sh It's a reflection of where your heart is. 
that your heart isn't in the things of the kingdom. Absolutely. So, and when we're not saying that to condemn anyone, hey, that's why we're here. If anything, we want to provoke you to a holy jealousy. Come on now. That hey, like I, I, I don't want to be like this. Like, I want my heart to be for the things of the Lord. And the more that you come under the anointing, the more that you're under the presence of God. You go to church, you know, spirit-filled church. You get into the Word of God. You, you understand grace. You can't help but fall in love with God and then organically, naturally, your desires will become his desires. Wow, that's good. Your thoughts will become his thoughts. Your heart is in line with his heart and um, it, it is so important. So it all comes down to, to be honest, this is where we have to take personal responsibility and we've touched mm. on this a couple of weeks ago, but it's being a disciplined Christian. We yeah. have to have a life of discipline where cool. it's like, I may not feel like it because remember, we don't live by um, sight. We don't, we live by faith and not by sight. We can't live by our emotions. That is, I, I have to be disciplined. When I wake up in the morning, I'm going to do my devotional, my devotional time to the Lord. <laughs> I'm going to read the word. You know, I'm going to be you know in prayer. <laughs> this word on discipline is so powerful mm. because sometimes people think, oh, it's because of a spirit that I'm under attack. Oh, it's because of a spirit that I, my alarm clock didn't go off and I, and I got late to it. No, no, it's a lack of discipline. Mm. Oh, it's because of the devil that, you know, I got late for church. No, you should have left earlier. You need to stop leaving it last minute. You know, I think sometimes Pentecostal, spirit-filled, charismatic Christians... They like making excuses. They love blaming the devil mm. and they don't like taking responsibility. Credit, it is important to take responsibility and be discipled. Mm. Have discipline in your life. You might have desire, but desire without discipline will dissipate. Desire without discipline will dissipate. You need to have spiritual principles in your life and you need to have order in your life. You know, mm -hmm. it's very, very important. And yeah. you touched on something earlier. When you starve the things of the flesh and feed the things of the spirit, when you starve that habit, when you starve that temptation, when you starve that idle gossip, when you starve binge watching things that are bad for your soul, when you starve that thing, ultimately you kill the desire of it. And then on the contrary, when you feed your spirit man, when you're in the word of God, when you're feeding on his promises, when you're feeding on certain scriptures, when you're living a life that's prayed up, when you're living a life where you're actually fasting, because many times when you're fasting and abstaining from food, that's a way where you're feeding the spirit man. Mm. You know, because you should be replacing it, isn't it? With Absolutely. Absolutely. So I just believe that's a word for someone right now. Mm. Desire without discipline will dissipate. So even whilst you're watching this right now, you might have been yawning a few minutes ago. Listen, take authority over that yawn. <laughs> it's time to be disciplined. It's time to be just as zoned into the scripture, just like you're zoned in when you're scrolling, 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 scrolling. And, th and this is the thing is so true. Like, um, you know, you may be in a place where you are so, you know, can I say the word, but addicted to your phone or the moment you wake up, your routine is not centered around God. It's not seeking God. So I think it, it it's a great challenge. Mm. And be practical. I, I believe it's so true. You know, as Christians, like we can we can be in so much hope. But not a lot of faith. Cool. And remember, faith is action. So it's like, oh, I, I want to be on fire for God. I want to 
But okay, what are you practically doing? What is the mm. practical application in your life that you're going to do to make the change? And people don't have answers. So my thing is, if you want to get more on fire for God, you know, you want to, you know, really build that relationship with the Lord, you have to build a secret place. Mm, you have to have a secret place with the Lord. Very good. How does that look to you? I'll, I'll use myself as an example. For me, mine is I like to have my Bibles that I enjoy reading. Mm. I like Bibles sure. that I I know how to read. So I love my, my NLT study Bible and I've got my new King James study Bible. I like study Bibles because they've got footnotes. They've got Hebrew. They've got Greek in it. They've got referencing. I've got notepads that I make, that I journal with. I've got dream interpretation books. I've got devotional time books. Sure. And then I've got a book that I'm currently in. That helps me grow. It's a lot of food. That's a, it's it is. a lot of food. If you see my bedside table, I've got like so many books. That's a five course and... meal for breakfast, lunch, <laughs> yeah. and then dinner. That's a lot of food. It is. And then no distractions. Like I've got mm. this lovely night lamp next to me that I just literally can tap and it turns on and off. So, you know, it, it, it's creating that place of where in our bedroom, we actually don't, um, obviously, I'm very grateful we're blessed in this and so not everyone has this, but, but make your secret place that room nice yeah. like it isn't cluttered because mm. if it's messy and cluttered you can't think so we we have it very clear so i can just focus on the mm. lord it's nice it's, it's quiet i'm comfy i've got all my pillows and sometimes i'll grab a cup of tea mm. i have a cup of tea you've got worship so you've got to create that space a secret place where you want to meet with god absolutely you know where you pray and you know very have good. time with him and just keeping him number one you mm. have to God has to be at the center of our lives, our days, everything we do. So you really want to create a secret place. So if you are saying, I want to get on fire for God. So create the secret place and then be disciplined. The it's moment good. I wake up, <laughs> set a 10, 15 minute timer so you know. And it might require you getting up a bit earlier. Is that I'm going to spend that 10, 15 minutes with the Lord. I'm going to wait. And you know, God is so amazing. Sometimes I ask the Holy Spirit to wake me up a bit earlier. Um, I know it's so hard when you wake up good. on your alarm. But it's like you can ask the Lord, like, wake me up before my alarm goes off. So, you know, maybe you have got half an hour, 45 minutes before you actually meant to go. And how much more nicer is it rather than you waking up tired, running out the door, rushing? You're up, you're early, you can go downstairs, have a cup of tea, sit in bed, read the word, receive from the Lord, and Ooh. then get into your day. You know, that's it's, so it's, yeah, it's, it's so beautiful because I feel like people, when they wake up in the morning, they rush too much. Mm. And that's because of like they're just late out of, rhythm. out of rhythm. There's an imbalance. They rush too much. Like There's just no keep your head on your pillow for a couple of extra minutes because God <laughs> may fall asleep. Yeah, just don't <laughs> fall asleep again. But no, God may want to speak to you. Mm. You know, you're in a rush. You want to run because you're running late. No, wake up a bit earlier and then just have stillness before the Lord. Mm. Be quiet before the Lord. You know, let him speak. Because at times he's going to remind you of things you yeah. need to do. He's going to bring things to the surface. He's going to prompt you. He's going to he's going to talk. You Absolutely, know? and especially a lot of you, you're working from home now. So yeah, a lot of people get <laughs> Listen, a witness on that. Some one. of these people are working from bed, my love. <laughs> Don't worry about working from. Are they home. working hard or hardly working? Some of them are working from um, bed, my love. But no, but exactly, it's true. So you know, and you guys will. I'll say it straight. Some of you will slave labor and work hard. You are devoted 
to your employer, to your workplace. You're sold out for that. How much are we sold out for the kingdom? That's good. Very good. Yeah. Very good. I like what you said there because, you know, people think, oh, yeah, I want to be on fire for God. And they literally feel like, think like it's like a one step of like, Lord, put your fire on me. And then he pours it upon you like gasoline, lights the match, then you're on fire. But then what about as life goes by? What about through the wildernesses? What about through the tough times, the good times, the difficult times? Like that word is so true. Like desire without discipline will dissipate. And I honestly... You're touching on science. You know? So powerful. No, because people literally think God is going to pour out gasoline, take a matchstick, light you on fire. And that will happen as an initial first step. That's what happened to me. When you hunger for God, you will have the encounter. Everyone has their personal day of Pentecost, right? When we're baptized in the Holy Ghost. There's baptism in water, then there's baptism in the Holy Ghost. Mm. However, that's just the beginning. You've just entered a battleground. If you don't have discipline, if you don't have key principles in place, desire without discipline will dissipate. Seriously, this is so powerful because what you're saying, though, when you got touched with the fire of God, there's a key element there that you're missing out is that you are hungry. Hunger. And this is the thing. When we're hungry, you're putting yourself as a sacrifice. On the altar. On the altar. And mm. that's what's key is we have to be, if because this you're so right what you're saying. It's like people are like, Lord, touch me with your fire. They want the fire, but, but they don't. But they're willing to pay. And be the, the sacrifice. To be the sacrifice. Cool. Because this is where I believe it's like, I think it was in Isaiah, but he says that with, you know, mouths, they say all that, but their heart is far from me. We speak, people are so fluent in Christianese. We know all the right things to say. We we know the right prayers. Mm. Lord, touch us with your fire. Fill me with your fire. But they're saying it with their mouth, but their heart is far from it. A lot of people are apathetic where they're saying this stuff, but they don't mean it. In the worship songs, they're singing these songs, but it's so robotic where they're just going with the motion. They just it, it comes to a point where they're just singing a song. Exactly. But it's and this is where it's heart worship. Wow. So if we create a life where Romans twelve, verse one, I think it's verse one of beseech you be mm-hmm. living sacrifices. We have to constantly be sacrifices, living our lives as a living sacrifice. Then, ma, (laughs) 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 feel the Holy Ghost. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. we be the sacrifice and then he pours down his fire and fills you well thank you holy spirit i feel that right now oh lord we send that right now 
fire Touch people of the Holy at the Ghost. fire of the Holy Ghost right now. There's hunger on the air right now. Fire of the Holy Ghost. Fire of the Holy Ghost. Lord, Lord, we don't just want to say it with our lips, Lord. Our hearts yearn. Father, fill us with your fire, Lord, from the crown of our head, Lord. To the soles of our feet, Father, we we give ourselves to you as a living sacrifice right now, Father. I even pray, Father, that there are people watching, Lord. Father, help them, speak to them practically. What is it that they can do to make room? You know, I just sense that right now. You know, we're we're just making room. We're making room for him in our hearts, in our lives, in our days, in our mornings, in our evenings. Father, we just make room for you right now. We just make room for you right yes, now, Lord. Holy Spirit. Make room for you, Holy Spirit, Come right now. What only you can do. Yeah, we make room oh, for you, yeah, Holy mama. Spirit, right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lord, even as we make room for you, remove every distraction. Lord, remove those things which stop us from keeping you number one. Mm. Lord, remove those things that stop us from having discipline. Yeah. Lord, from this broadcast tonight, may every viewer walk in a greater level of spiritual discipline. Even now as they're receiving the fire, because Mm. there's hunger, there's hungry people on right Mm. now. As they're receiving the fire, as they are experiencing (laughs) encounter, Lord, may it also bring discipline. May they steward this fire. Lord, may they have principles in their life that will sustain the fire. Lord, may they have principles in their life that will help increase the fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fire of the Holy Ghost. Yeah, I just sense that. I I just I'm just picking up the word like excuses, and when we say we're making room for the Lord, well, as I've been saying that we want to make room for Him. But then like what you were saying when you were saying that a lot of people, they, 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 um, you know, they blame the devil a lot. Yeah. Often, actually, we're just making excuses. Mm. I feel like it's such a big cop out when it's like, oh, you know, say, for example, I haven't been coming to church. Oh, the devil's been stopping me from coming to church. No. He ain't stopped you from doing nothing. He ain't that powerful. The only power the devil has <laughs> is the power that you give him. Like, stop giving him so much credit. He, he doesn't that have that much power. So I just, I really just sense, I feel, I feel the presence of God so yeah, strong. I feel it, I feel it. That, um, I, 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 that we just, we, we need to take personal responsibility and stop Very making good. excuses. And I want you to say that, say that I refuse to make excuses anymore. We can't keep on justifying the apathy in our lives. The Holy Spirit deserves so much more respect in our lives where if you haven't been spending time with the Lord, like you just own it. Like I haven't been making time. I've been busy, but I've been too busy. You with me? And um, 
I just feel like there's such a repentance taking place at the moment, wow. which, and what's repentance? It's metanoia. It's changing the way that we think. Correct. I feel that people, even as you're watching right now, are actually like, wow, yeah, actually, let me take personal responsibility. And you're actually assessing now, how can I make room for the Lord in my life? How can I keep him number one, make more room for him? Mm. And I feel the presence of God that the grace is just a, is going to be upon you. That it's like... Jesus. In James, it speaks of, you know, draw near unto me and I will draw near unto you. Mm. Is that the moment in our heart, it speaks in Luke 15 of when the, the son, the prodigal came back to the father, the father yeah. came towards him running. Mm. The moment you take one step towards the Lord, he's already there. Oh. The moment in your heart, you're already like, you know what, Lord, I want to spend time with you. I want to make room for you. He's there and he makes it so easy. And I just feel like even tonight, as we come off of the broadcast, yeah. I believe that people are actually going to run into the secret place. I feel the anointing. They're going to run to the word. They're going to run to be with the Lord. And they're going to have great encounters. This is powerful. Mm, it really is. If you are being touched by this word right now, comment right now. Mm. Comment amen. Comment you're being touched. If you can sense the tangible presence of God, because I can sense it yeah, tangibly right it's, now. It's thick here. Yeah. And what we're sensing here in the studio, we're believing you will sense right there, wherever you are. If you can sense his presence, just comment below. Say, I can sense it. I can feel his presence because his fire is real. His power is real. His anointing is real. The Shekinah glory of God is so, so real. God's just looking for a people that are hungry. And I sense hunger on the air right now. Mm, I feel that. I feel mm. that so strong. I sense hunger on the air and I sense hunger in the air as well. <laughs> like live on air, but even just in the air. My goodness. Yeah. You know, yeah, you said yeah. something beautiful, you know, about grace and how people are going to run into the secret place tonight. And I just really want to encourage people with something, right? Mm. Two scriptures that come to mind right now. And this is what I want to do. I want to attack a certain lie right mm. now. There's a lie that becomes a stronghold for people. And it mm -hmm. keeps people in a vicious cycle of condemnation, guilt, and shame. Mm. Condemnation, guilt, and shame. Mm. And this is the word I want to release over every person watching right now. And I sense this prophetically because I'm just flowing in the spirit. My notes have actually gone out of the window. Mm -hmm. You might say, what are we preaching? What are we even doing? I'll tell you what we're doing. We're flowing with the Holy Ghost. And this is what I sense to release on the airwaves right now is this. God has not left you. Wow. He has not left you. And God is not finished with you. I don't care what the accusers say. I don't care about what any person says. God has not left you. And the two scriptures that come to mind is this. Hebrews 13 verse 5, where God says, I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. That word never in the original Greek is a double negative. It can be translated never Never or never, ever. Mm. God is saying, I will never, ever leave you. I will never, ever forsake you. And in the Amplified Translation, it says, I will never, ever leave you about help, comfort, support. God is making a very clear point that he will never, ever leave us. People will come and go. Mm -hmm. You know, friends will come and go. 
Family may even come and go. Yeah. But the Bible says there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Mm. His name is Jesus. Hallelujah. So I just want to come against that lie right now. That lie of it's over. That lie of you're not getting another chance. That lie of maybe this is it. Maybe you should give up. Maybe you should throw in the towel. I want to let you know God has not given up on you. You might be watching right now. You might have been faithless, but God is still faithful. Amen. And the second scripture I want to read out is a beautiful one, and it's a powerful one. Sila brasatia namande. Sila vroste siang grandante. That scripture is Galatians chapter 5 verse 4 glory be to God glory glory be to God forevermore sura masaya kanasi zishi farombine mesata zula brakasi andisa whoa Sorry, what did Gala I say? I know you said Galatians. I said praise God forevermore. <laughs> <laughs> Galatians chapter 5, verse 4. Now, this is a powerful scripture. <laughs> Glory be to God. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Praise God forevermore. <laughs> my, oh my. I found Galatians. You found Galatians, yeah? yeah? Well, praise God. Hallelujah. <laughs> praise God forevermore. Praise God forevermore. If you found Galatians chapter 5, verse 4, say amen. Hallelujah. Make sure you've got it ready. Type praise God forevermore. Type praise God and then in capitals write forevermore. Praise um. God forevermore. <laughs> oh, I feel the anointing. Even when we're just laughing, I feel his presence. <laughs> Some people watching from the outside might think, what are they laughing at? Is this an act? Is this yeah, what, what they do? What do they find so funny? I'll tell you what, I just sense his presence. I feel his joy. I feel his peace. I love the word of God. I love doing the work of the Lord. We're flowing from grace. I love preaching when I've got you near me because if no one else is cheering or receiving it, I know you're receiving Come it. On, you know what I mean? I Sometimes even in certain services, it's like you can hear a <laughs> pin drop, but I see you on the front receiving it. And <laughs> hit me. Come on. Hallelujah. So anyway, come on! I'm gonna preach my husband down. Amen. Or shout you down. Sorry. Hallelujah. But no, it's so true. And you know what? Like even um, sorry, I know you're doing it, but you know, just like you, you just feel the spirit bear such witness on this because mm. the, the 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 joy and you, the, the, there's just such life on it. Amen. Amen. Praise God forevermore. forevermore. <laughs> Galatians chapter 5, verse 4. This is powerful. For those that have fallen for the lie that God has left you, he has wow, not left you. Come on. He has not left you. Such a good one. We just read Hebrews 13, verse 5. He will never leave you and he has not left you. Tell you who is leaving you, though, tonight. The power of the devil and any oppression mm -hmm. and any attack. That's what's leaving you tonight. Amen. Galatians chapter 5, verse 4. You have become estranged from Christ. You who attempt to be justified by the law, mm. you have fallen wow. from grace. Ooh. I'm going to read that in the Amplified Translation, Galatians 5 verse 4. 
If you seek to be justified and declared righteous and to be given a right standing with God through the law, you are brought to nothing and so separated and severed from Christ. You are fallen away from grace, from God's gracious favor and unmerited blessing. Oh, I need to read that again. Sorry, I need to read that again. Galatians 5, 4 and the Amplified. Let this go into your spirit, man. Let this remove certain stronghold. Let this mark you today. Galatians 5, 4 and the Amplified. If you seek to be justified and declared righteous to be given a right standing with God through the law, you are brought to nothing. And so separated, severed from Christ, you have fallen away from grace, mm. from God's gracious favor and unmerited blessing. Wow. So what this beautiful scripture is actually saying is you fall from God's grace when you try to make yourself right with God through religion, legalism, and the law. That's how you fall from grace. When you miss the mark, when you make a mistake, when you do something you shouldn't have done, that isn't you falling from grace. That's you falling into God's grace. And his grace is there to catch you. Like Pastor Tanya released there, you take one step forward to God in repentance. It's like he takes a hundred steps towards you. When you miss the mark, you don't fall from grace. You fall into God's grace. And God hasn't left you. God is there. He's there ready to embrace you. He's there ready to receive you. He's there ready to help you he will never ever leave you he will never ever forsake you he will never ever leave you without comfort that's what makes our God so special he's not a big scary God standing there with a slipper ready to spank you every time you miss the mark he's there to embrace you to say my son you might have missed the mark but I'm gonna help you you're not gonna give up you're gonna rise up again for the scripture says the righteous man may fall seven times but he will get up again Again, and I'm prophesying to someone right now, you might have had weaknesses, you might have missed the mark, you might have fell face flat. I want to let you know right now, you will get up again. Come on, if you agree with me, say amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory be to God. So this scripture says, you who attempt to be justified by the law have fallen from grace. Listen, it's a scary thing to be separated from Christ. Pastor Tanya, I, I'm, just, I'm just quite in awe of this scripture right here. You, look, look at what he's saying in the Amplified, right? If you try to, you have been become estranged from Christ. You have been given right standing. If you think you've been given right standing with God through the law, you are brought to nothing and so separated and severed from Christ. That's powerful words. I would never want to be severed from Christ, you know. Oh, 100. And if you're trying to get religious to try to get right with God through your performance, you've just fallen from grace. You've been separated from Christ. 
Yeah, you've stepped out of grace because you think that your righteousness is something that you can attain in your own works and your own efforts. And I was just reading it in the NLT mm. and it says Galatians 5 verse 4, for if you are trying to make yourselves right with God by keeping the law, you have been cut off from Christ. You have fallen away from God's grace. Jesus. So whenever we try to do something in our own efforts and our own strength, we're not operating from grace. We're stepping out. We're falling away from grace. And like what you said, often wow. what comes to mind, you know, when we say, oh, they've fallen from grace, is often like if you hear of like pastors, I've like, you know, mm. committed adultery or they've yeah, sinned. Yeah. People are like, oh, he's fallen from grace. But actually that's not correct. That's again, it's another kind of Christian, Christianese <laughs> jargon. Christianese. But they're not, because remember, you've got to understand, you know, in the book of Galatians, mm. it's all Paul is, it's all written about the law. It's, Correct. you know, he was attacking the religious spirit because everyone, the people had fallen back into works yes. and, you know, fallen into religion and the works of the spirit. They weren't operating from grace. And this is what he's hitting here. And no, it's, I think that's so powerful. So I just really felt in my spirit, them two scriptures just came up in my spirit. To release over someone today that God has not left you. So I just really felt in that moment to just come against that lie yeah. that God has not left you. You might say, Daniel, you don't know how dark my past is. I want to let you know you have not fallen from grace. You have fallen into grace. And, and God is there to lift you up, to help you and wrap his arms around you. And it makes you a perfect candidate for his grace. Jesus. But if we humble ourselves. It takes we have humility. To, yeah. yeah, we have to humble ourselves to say, actually, yeah, like I have messed up and I've tried to do things in my own way. Because often those who are operating in works and in the flesh are the ones that, you know, sadly, not all the time, but most of the time are those that actually you know, stumble and fall into sin and, yeah. you know, adultery and all of that. Because people often think it's people under grace. Mm. Oh, because grace is a license to sin. No, it's not. When you're under grace, it actually is the empowerment not to do all Jesus. of that. Because you're you're oh, living under that. powerful. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's, it's a deeper one, isn't it? It's deeper. Did, no, you're, you're the, right. The law, yeah. and, 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 and I believe, like, that's a trap of the devil. Mm. He wants to have people not living in grace because grace revolutionizes it one's life. You. It frees you. Mm. It actually takes the chains off. Yeah. But if the enemy can get people in religion or keep people in religion and then they're thinking, oh, yeah, I don't need grace. I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to keep doing it. Key word. I, I, I. If you put your trust in I, you're destined to fail. And it's from that you fall into sin. It's from that you can't say no to your temptation. It's from that you're on a lower level. Under grace, the limits are off, the chains are off, and you can now walk in freedom. Yeah, because, you know, wow. if you think about it, even, for example, like a pastor that's not under grace, hmm. who's, you know under works so then he's going to be burnt out yeah you know not operating from that place of rest then by default there's going to be that thing of like i need to satisfy this 
because it's it, the law will never satisfy your soul, your your spirit, like your, your even your soul. Like your soul will always be yearning for like something yeah. else. Whereas when you come into grace, it really satisfies your soul. Amen. It, it gives indeed. you that peace. It refreshes you as well. It gives you rest. Absolutely. Wow. This is kind of it bounces back to what we were sharing on the last broadcast as well, wasn't it? I thank God. Yeah, we're really just picking out from where we left off last week, and it's just kind of like. One thing I love about abundant grace is it's not even with us, like we're living in this, mm. even like right here, right now. Like I had something else prepared to share tonight, but I'm just following the Holy Spirit. And it's like, yeah, Holy Ghost, take over because there may be one of you watching right now and you're in a certain need. You're feeling negative, despondent, depressed, mm. and the Holy Spirit picks that up. You know, so when we're praying, like, Lord, have your way, touch the people, there's no limits, doesn't matter where they are, Holy Spirit detects, because the eyes of the Lord run to and fro across the whole earth, seeking those that he can show himself strong and mighty to, God detects. So that word is for someone today, God has not left you. And like you said, you take one step towards him, and he's taken multiple steps towards you just like we see with the prodigal son so I, I believe you'll bang on there that people tonight are going to be entering into the secret place yeah absolutely absolutely and i think you know even with like operating from a place of rest if we can be transparent and vulnerable for a moment sure. there are times when we can kind of see hey like we're not operating from rest mm. there are times when we're tired we're sure. overworked and it's like we could even in decision making sometimes like when it's like we feel this kind of pressure or we're in haste it's like we're like we kind of pull the reins yeah. off a bit we're like hey I, c I can sense like this this isn't coming from the right place and even i remember when we were talking even of hebrews 4 it says that you have to you have to labor to enter in to that rest so um, it, 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 it's something you have to make that kind of, it's like a conscious decision. Wow. You've got to continuously yeah. be entering into that place. So the, the, I feel there's so much in this, you know, that the Lord is not done with you. Amen. He's not mad at you. Hallelujah. And be very, very sure he has not left you. Ooh. That's one of the biggest so lies that the mind. devil can tell somebody is when you feel like the anointing has lifted off of you, when you feel like the anointing has lifted off your man, your ministry, when you feel like the call of God has been destroyed or removed, um, maybe that the mantle he had on you has been taken away, the plan that he had for you is no more, that, you know, whatever it is that you're believing God for, the devil, he, he loves lying. Yeah. He, he, he is the father of lies. And he wants you to think exactly what you're sharing mm. is that God doesn't love me anymore. Yeah. His hand isn't on me. His grace isn't there for me anymore. His mercy isn't there for me anymore. And because the moment a believer starts walking in their God-given authority victory with that shout from the inside of them that kick in their step 
that is what makes the devil cower. That's what makes him scared is when a, a, a believer picks up their armor and their authority with the word of God. So he will do everything because he comes to kill, steal and destroy. He wants to kill the the ambition or the, the desire in your heart to want to be used of God. He want to steal the word from you and steal the passion and the, the heart for the Lord because then what happens is when you come to the Lord, it's like you feel like, is this like, and you, you don't feel good enough. So then feel you feel- inadequate. You don't feel confident. Yeah. And that's oh. why it says, you know, come boldly before his throne of grace. Wow. Is that, you know, Jesus. God's grace gives you boldness to come before him. That wow. even when it's like, you know what, Lord, I, I haven't been in the word that much. I, I haven't been able to pray. And, and I'm sorry, Lord, but I come before you boldly knowing that you are irrevocably saved. His hand is upon you and there is nothing you can do that can stop it. it it's you. You determine how far you go in God. It's Amen. you. If you haven't been in the you got to just pick the word of God up again and it, it's there. Amen. It's Hallelujah. there, but you, you just got to release it. The devil, he's got no authority over you. He's got no victory. If you've given your life to the Lord, you are saved. You're as saved as you'll ever be. Hallelujah. You're as loved as you'll ever be. You know, when Amen. we think of even in, um, I think it's Matthew 4, of when Jesus got baptized, um, Matthew 3, Matthew 4, but he said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. But he hadn't even done anything. He hadn't done the a public ministry. Hadn't he begun had not yet. done a single miracle. But this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. And it's the Powerful. same for you. Before you've even done anything, the Lord loves you. So let that be a great encouragement to Amen. you there. And this is a sad thing. There are so many Christians walking in guilt, shame, and condemnation, yeah. like you said, that stops them, limits, prohibits them from being all that God is calling them to be. So they're just like this massive category of Christians who they're just on the fence. They're just sitting on the... No. Choose today. Remember, condemnation is a liar. If God remembers your sin no more, you you got to let it go. It's under the blood. I just another scripture just just came to mind there, and and I believe it's from two Corinthians, right? I can, I can even go there right now, but it's this: it's the letter kills. Second mm, Corinthians three. But the Spirit gives life. Yeah. Now, I mean, what what, what people need to yeah, two Corinthians three, verse six. Here we go. Who also has made us sufficient as ministers of the new covenant, not of the letter, but of the spirit. For the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. Mm. And then it goes on to say in verse nine, look at this, that the ministry of condemnation had glory, but the ministry of righteousness exceeds in glory. If I look at the a couple of verses before that, verse 7, that's 2 Corinthians 3, verse 7, it says, But if the ministry of death, written and engraved on stones, was glorious, so that the children of Israel could not look steadily at the face of Moses because of the glory of his countenance, which was passing away. Now, I just want to say this, like, the letter kills, it says, but the Spirit gives life. Mm. And it's like, why would you want to be empowered by religion, legalism, and following a rule book? Because ultimately, that kills. Mm. 
Mm. It's like condemnation kills. Condemnation kills. And grace is the life giver. It's the empowerment. It's it's freeing. It's the liberty. Absolutely, such a powerful word. I'm I'm blessed by this. I'm I'm feeling just the presence of God strong right now. And I, I just want to add on this, and then I yeah. think we can just kind of flow with the spirit. But it sure. says, you know. Since um, the, uh, it's funny, whenever we read Second Corinthians three, the Spirit of God is always so strong. Where it says, you know, therefore, since we have such hope, we use such great boldness of speech. Verse twelve, verse thirteen. Unlike Moses, who put a veil over his face, wow. so that the children of Israel could not look steadily at the end of what was passing away. Verse fourteen. But their minds were blinded, for until this day, the same veil remains unlifted in the reading of the Old Testament. So remember, in the Old Testament, is Jesus Christ concealed. New Testament, Jesus Christ revealed. Because the veil is taken away in Christ. But even to this day when Moses is read, a veil lies on their heart. Verse 16. Nevertheless, when one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. We can go so deep on this right now. But when you understand like the temple and, you know, the priests, so they'd go into the Holy of Holies. When they would go beyond the veil that was into the holy place, into the very presence of God, through the broken body of Jesus Christ, we now as new covenant, as born again believers under the covenant of grace, we now can go into the the holy of holies, go beyond the veil, into the very presence of God where we can speak to God. We can speak to God face to face. verse 17 you know just to stay on that for a moment the veil but that barrier that was once there that separation between you and god has now been removed through jesus christ verse 17 now the lord is the spirit Hmm. and where the spirit of the lord is there is liberty there is freedom where the spirit of the lord is there is freedom the new covenant is a new covenant of grace. Wow. And where there's grace, there it's freeing. It's liberating. Where, when you come under grace, there is such a liberation that Amen. takes place from religion. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of people, they get saved and then they have to get saved from religion. <laughs> That's true. You not know. a pragma, praise the Lord. We, we're not going to put you under religion. Mm. But I, I came from that. I had to really, you know, come away and unlearn religion and tradition. That's why there's that song we sing at church. I love that song. It says, you know, I'll make room for you. You know, tear down the walls of all my religion, all my tradition. I, I love that. You know, we don't like religion and tradition. And it, it speaks of it's, it's scriptural powerful because it, it, it limits the the law kills but the spirit gives life and then i'll finish here verse 18 but we all with unveiled face beholding as in a mirror the glory of the lord you know the, the mirror is the word every time you read the word of god you read more about who you are what the word says about Amen. you it's a mirror showing you who you are so with an unveiled face beholding a mirror you receive the glory of the lord and you too are being transformed into the same image. Wow. We are being transformed into the image of Christ. And we're going from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. 
that we will look like him. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Beautiful. So beautiful. Oh, the presence. I feel the presence of God. And we're going to pray. We're going to pray because I actually sense that this is quite a special night. I feel like, Mm. you know, one thing about these Wednesdays, I mean, they're so different each time. I mean, Mm. sometimes we're talking about relationships and marriage. Then there's times we're like prophesying through the airwaves. Then there's times we're reading loads of comments out. And there's times like this where the word is going forth unadulterated, undiluted and I believe the reason why we sense the anointing so strong here right now is because something's happening, something's shifting. I feel like chains are falling off of people. I feel like prisoners are being set free. Come on, on, listen. Just because you're not in a prison cell doesn't mean you're not in bondage. Some people are in a prison cell right there. People are being set free today. Some of you can't come boldly into the presence of God because you feel inadequate. I want to let you know right now, today there is a fresh boldness coming into your secret place with God. Hallelujah. God has not left you. That's the word of the Lord for today. God has not left you. His anointing has not left you. His spirit has not left you. His love has not left you. His grace has not left you. God has not left you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. What good news. Let's pray. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. If you do have a prayer request, do comment below. But I just sense we're on such a high level in God right now. Mm -hmm. He's just delivered already through the word. He's just like strongholds coming off of the mind, like just like we started off in the introduction. Mm. But yeah, comment below, engage. But we're about to pray. Hallelujah. I feel the presence of God. Thank you, Jesus. Sila vra brada si alanga. Zilandra lambriende nendesa. Zilibro la brachia. Ziendre la basata. Zie la vrosato. Zombro da gasane. Zie shalevegesa. Zura basta cambene si alava. Usanambera. Zida danga. Bomba no zite vivinga nambra di siela. Zishi tigere ziela vala dalla brose. Zili brada la giela vride. Just tune in right now. Just begin to pray out in the Holy Ghost. Let it just flow. We're just praying mysteries of heaven right now in the heavenly language. Zili brisi kea, kini goshtombofa, vini bringa yendela, brola, briela, brada da da da, ziela, brada da bana, ziegra la bradava, ziela, brola vobro, zobra la vradaba, zela gladradaba, zela vrala brado, zola brada da ba, ziela gladaba, ziela bradava. Ziora labra lava, ziera lavra lavra, vriela bra lavra lava, zora, cliela 
Jesus. Yeah, Lord, we thank you for divine alignment, divine wow. orchestration. Wow. Let that sound be released. There's a sound. And it's going to be sweet like honey. Shana masiri andolori de para para ba ne ki. Shina makar rolori anda para para de de de. Shida para para de 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 anda baba sona kuri. Shida ba declared divine alignment. It's exactly what I picked up in my spirit. Divine alignment. There is someone watching this right now. And it's as if your destiny has been restored. It's as if, you know, those negative thoughts of the past were there just lingering, stopping you from stepping out in faith. Mm. But from this message today, hope has been restored. From this message today that God has not left you, hope has been restored. I'm telling you right now, this is divine alignment. You are in the right place at the right time. You are watching the right message at the right moment. This is divine alignment. Hallelujah. So I just even want to say, receive your healing. Receive your deliverance. Receive your peace. Receive his love for you. Just receive it. Hallelujah. He's releasing it right now. Just receive it. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Wow. What a powerful evening. I feel his presence. I mean, it's one thing when we're sharing the word for others, but I know that God is also empowering us he's strengthening us he's rejuvenating us the bible says he who refreshes others will himself be refreshed that's the beautiful thing about when you're under grace and when you're ministering from grace and when you're living by grace is you're constantly refreshed Amen. Wow. And yeah, it's it's a privilege, wow. you know, it's it's a sacrifice even to do these live streams, you know, like even now we're finishing, we've got so much to do, we're tired, but it is an honor to serve you all and um you're Amen. so right, you know, we get refreshed as well. So it's it's Amen. a great blessing. Hallelujah. Well, God bless you all. We see all your comments. We say thank you for your comments, your messages, yeah. all the prayer requests you have sent. We've got teams actually praying, intercessors praying over the prayer requests. So even though we're not mentioning them specifically, they are being covered. Hallelujah. God knows, the Holy Spirit knows, and they are being covered. Praise be to God. Well, glory to God. What a beautiful evening, a beautiful evening. And, you know, we do want to give you an opportunity to give into the ministry today to bless the work of the Lord and all that God is doing. Some of you have received such breakthrough today. You've received rejuvenation, resuscitation. You, you just feel restored. Word, yeah. You just feel like hope is restored today. You know, and as we've served you in the word today, there are people watching right now and you sense in your heart, you want to give, you want to sow, you want to help the ministry grow, you want the ministry to have a greater impact. And that's our heart. We want to just see more souls saved. We want to see Jesus lifted high. So, yeah, for those that do wish to give today, you can head over to www. 
walkinglikejesus.org slash giving. That's walkinglikejesus.org slash giving. You know, the Bible says he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And he who sows generously will also reap generously. Then the next few verses talk about how God gives seed to the sower. I'm talking about 2 Corinthians chapter 9. God gives seed to the sower. And that seed is there to help you walk in multiplication. It's there to help you walk in an abundance. It's there to help you walk in an overflow. It works two ways. Like with your giving, you bless the work of God. You are helping to build God's kingdom right here on the earth. But then also, God is a rewarder. He's a rewarder of those who earnestly and diligently seek him. We know the famous scripture that says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then nothing else shall be added unto you. No, that's not what the word says. It says, and all these things shall be added unto you. So when you do put first the kingdom, all the things you need shall be added unto you. There is an area in God that I believe a lot of Christians haven't touched yet, and that area is called the abundance, the overflow. Now, our God is El Shaddai, not El Chipo, El Shaddai, the God of more than enough. He's the God of abundance. He's the God of overflow. Do you know God like that? Because I know God like that. And I want to encourage you today that even as you're giving today, as you're sowing seed into the ground today, my prayer is as that seed is going down into the ground, as it's touching fertile soil, that fruit will flourish. It will go up, root upwards, and we will see many souls saved, the sick healed, demon oppressed, totally set free. That's what I'm believing God for today. And I do want to say this, for those that are given, we've got a number of causes, activities, missions taking place in the coming months. Firstly, on a local level, we are seeing souls saved weekly. We have the evangelism teams in our church on the streets week in, week out. They are doing the work of the Lord. If they're not on the streets on one weekend, then they're in a prison evangelizing on another weekend. We've had the unique favor of God where we've had teams going into local prisons to minister the gospel. Just such favor, such favor. So that's the local level. Then there's a national level where we are seeing God move across the UK. We've got a national day of outreach taking place at Trafalgar Square on June the 3rd. If you can get there, come. If you can't get there, pray. If you feel like praying isn't enough, then this is your opportunity to give into that mission taking place. That's a national outreach. And not only is that outreach going to be taking place, we're going to be visiting Oxford, Cambridge, Southampton, other areas of London, wherever else the Lord is sending us. We're even flying out to certain places around Europe. So it's not just national, it is also international. We're looking at other crusades. We were in Ethiopia some months back. We're going to be hitting other regions, other nations this year for mass gospel crusades. Then we've got the television ministry, which is 
accessing hundreds of thousands of homes. And then when people watch via live stream and the streaming platforms, there's millions that are being reached. And I just want to say right now that the TV ministry is so powerful that, yes, it costs to be on. And yes, it's because of our partners and donors that we can get on air. But the message that God has laid on our heart for an evangelistic voice, a British voice, for a voice that's carrying the fire of God, this ministry needs to be on the airwaves because we've had people in hotels write to us and say, I am a Muslim and I want prayer. That's happened because of the TV broadcast. People that are watching in prison have written letters to our office to say, I have been watching and I'm literally being discipled by the TV programs. Now, friends, all these things cost. The outreaches, the stage truck, we've got the tent revival taking place August the 5th all the way to August the 12th. Not one night, two night, three night, eight nights consecutive. And we've added morning sessions, afternoon outreaches. We've got incredible, world-renowned revivalists and evangelists joining us. There is so much going on, like, uh, walking like Jesus ministries is like a harvester. It's just harvesting. It's just, it's just this beautiful cycle of the gospel being preached, going out through media, street outreach, into prisons, into homes, even on air right now. People get in touch and then seeing souls saved, added into the kingdom, this beautiful cycle where on a weekly basis, on a daily basis, on a monthly basis, on an annual basis, souls are stepping into glory. And because of the gospel, we are seeing decisions of people getting saved. Hallelujah. There is no greater testimony than that. And that's the heartbeat of Walking Like Jesus Ministries. And this is your opportunity to sow. And you don't have to sow sparingly. You can sow generously. Hallelujah. You don't have to be tight. You don't have to tip God. You can say, you know what? This is my seed. Whatever the amount is. Remember, it's not about the figure. It's not actually about the figure. For someone, £10 is everything. To someone else, a £1,000 is nothing. Because they've got so much. It's not about the amount. It has to mean something to you in your heart. It has to be generous to you. And you're releasing it out of generosity. You're releasing it out of faith. You know, some people may sow in, you know, a two-figure sum. And that's big to you. And it's big to God. And it's big in your heart. For some people, three figures, four-figure amount, it's not much to you. It's not a sacrifice to you. Because you've got an abundance. I want to encourage you. Give out of generosity. According to your circumstance. Your situation. Give in faith today. You're not just giving to any organization. You're giving to an organization. That prioritizes the gospel. The gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And then it prioritizes spreading that gospel. To see souls, souls, souls saved in Jesus mighty name hallelujah glory be to God so once again you can give by heading over to www.walkinglikejesus.org giving for the UK givers and supporters we have the 
platform, the form on the website, and you can actually click gift aid, which helps that gift go further. So we encourage you to click gift aid. For those that are internationals, there's an international form for you to give on the website. We've also got the bank details where you can give directly into the bank details. There's the UK bank details there on the website, sort code and account number. And there's international bank details there, the IBAN number and so forth. Then there's also the PO box address for those that do wish to send a check into the ministry you are able to do that you can give so easily today just like we've been able to give the word of god today without no limits going into nations so easily reaching hundreds of people tonight the same way we have shared the word through the media you can simply grab your device just through your phone hit onto the website and give and it will be a blessing to the work of the lord hallelujah come on if you agree with me say amen hallelujah god loves a cheerful giver god loves those who support and seek first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto him amen glory be to god well i want to pray i want to pray for all those that are giving today you know i want to pray for all those that are doing that so yeah Praise be to God. I'm going to pray right now. Whether you're giving now, whether you've typed your details in, or whether you're going to do it in obedience straight after this broadcast, I just sense to pray right now. You know, I don't want to air a video. I don't want to play anything. I want to pray right now because I sense the anointing of God. There's an anointing on this message today. There's an anointing on this broadcast today. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray over every single person that is giving today. Lord, all those that are choosing to sow into eternity, all those that are choosing to sow into soul winning, all those that are willing to sow that seed into fertile ground. Lord, I pray as that seed is released from them and as it's been planted into the ministry, Lord, may the ministry be this harvester, Lord, may it be this platform that, Lord, brings in an end-time harvest of souls. Lord, as that seed goes forth from them and as it touches the ministry, Lord, may the ministry go forth and touch multitudes of souls. That's our prayer tonight, Father. That even as people give their physical material, it will be translated into spiritual substance in the name of Jesus. I pray that, I release that, and I also declare there will be no lack. There will be no lack. There will be no lack. As you seek first the kingdom, there will be no lack. There will be no lack. There will be no lack. As you seek first the kingdom, there will be no lack. There will be no lack. There will be no lack. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory be to God. Lord, may they be blessed. May they know you as El Shaddai, the God of more than enough, the abundant God, the God who doesn't want to just bless a little. He wants to bless your socks off. He wants to see you smiling ear to ear. He wants you filled with joy. Hallelujah. And we just ask all this, Lord, in the matchless, majestic, healing name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And all God's people said, Amen.
Amen, amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, I, d- I do want to say thank you to all those that have watched, commented. I do want to say a special thank you to all those who partner with our ministry. It's because of you that the monthly giving is able to help us forward plan, think ahead. And I want to say a thank you to everyone that's given tonight into God's kingdom, into God's work, and into this ministry. We want to say thank you and we appreciate you. Amen. Amen. And our next stop now is to Finland as well. So, you know, your giving is going into Finland and all the other stuff we've got going on. So we bless you. We thank you and pray you all have an absolutely blessed evening. Amen. We love you. God bless you. And if you've not registered for one of the events, Tent Revival, Trafalgar Square, make sure you do because we look forward to seeing you very soon. Take care. Good night. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a joy to bring you the Word of God in the comfort of your home. Why don't you comment below, click like, subscribe and hit the notification bell so you can be made aware of future content. Thank you for joining us today.